The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. 205 on this. Hump day. <laughs> oh, hump day. There you go. Microphone's on. Good to go. Oh, some sometimes it's a well-oiled machine. Other times, not so much. No. I, I, you know what? I'm, I, I'm just gonna own the fact that I've been arriving here at the station later and later every day. I'm like a bad bus schedule. At just a minute. Each day, I'm a little uh-huh. later. Until now, it's gotten ridiculous. I've got to, I've got to leave home earlier. I've got to turn off my laptop and and be done with everything else. Bef- and get now, my work's always done. Don't get me wrong; it's always ready. But I don't know what time I got here. I just, I ri- literally just ran into the studio. It's so. like one forty-seven. That's pretty late for a two o'clock radio show. <laughs> that is pretty late. It's so funny though because I can remember when this used to happen. People were like, is, is Andrew coming in today? I'm like, oh yeah, no. he'll be here. And nobody even questions it anymore. No, but it's fine and, and then everyone's like, are, are you not worried? No, he'll be here. Oh no, I never I, I never miss. He, I always he'll never it. miss. He'll always be here. I have complete confidence. Otherwise, he would let me know. Right? Oh, like for it's... sure. <laughs> Unless I was, you know, incapacitated in a coma, something like that, I would certainly let you know. And even if I didn't and uh, wasn't here, I know you can capably handle the show yeah. without me. So it's no big deal. There you go. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Um, we're going to talk about this uh, Agora Borealis uh, plan. They, they want to do something with the Coliseum, but the city's saying, no, it's too late. We're going to move ahead with this. So we're going to talk to uh, the folks behind uh, the Agora plan, plus talk with uh, Ward 10 City Councilor Michael Walters uh, about it as well. He'll be in studio. But there's a couple other little things that I wanted to get to that have kind of crossed the plate today. First off, October 7th. That's the day uh, Prime Minister Trudeau has announced that uh, weed will be legal in Canada. There you go. It was passed yesterday. The Senate uh, passed it, gave them royal assent, all that sort of uh, stuff. Um, And October 17th is now the date. Now, that's a date you should be able to count on. You can actually probably put it in ink in your day planner because the delay uh, is the 8 to 12 weeks that was uh, given the yep. provinces, promised the provinces. So it needs royal assent, and then um, 8 to 12 is a is a wide margin, right? So as long as you, no matter when you get royal assent, it'll be within the, the realm of 8 to 12 weeks, mm-hmm. October 17th, so it works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the um, Justice Minister today reminding all of you, all Canadians, that pot remains illegal <laughs> until it goes, this law goes into effect. The legislation is transformative. C-45 marks a wholesale shift in how our country approaches cannabis. It leaves behind a failed model of prohibition, a model that has made organized crime rich and left our young people vulnerable. So again, October 17th, looking tomorrow to talk with someone about how this uh, will change affect the workplace and and uh, what employers might be looking at and and how they're going to handle it well i know there's been a lot of stories about how employers are now scrambling to rewrite policy in order to mm-hmm. accommodate i don't really understand why they're scrambling this didn't come as a shouldn't have come as a surprise to anybody but the other part of it is i i 
it feels to me, and I'm probably wrong on this, maybe, I don't know, it feels to me like it's uh, it's much to do about nothing. It, they're, like, they're making it more complicated than it needs to be. There's tons of rules out there with regard to drinking and going to work. This is another substance. I don't understand why you don't just switch the word alcohol for <laughs> marijuana, <laughs> right? I, like, I don't expect. I, there, my expectation is that there isn't going to be a whole bunch of stoned people showing up for work as a result of legalized marijuana, just like there isn't a whole bunch, or I hope there isn't a whole bunch of drunk people showing up for work, right? So I don't really understand why it's as complicated or people see it as complicated as it is. But again, like I say, probably wrong. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would think that here, this is maybe another one of those uh, memos about uh, pants for in your pants meetings. to work, yeah. yeah. Um, don't come to work stoned. I, I'm, I'm no lawyer, but... That seems like that should be the rule. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it is legal, so is alcohol, but we right. don't show up to work gunned. Lots of things are legal that you don't do at work. So, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 mm, I want to see how many people actually just try it for fun. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Right? It's like, uh, well, no, you just go buy it. You do, you know, whatever, and that's, that's mm -hmm. fine. I, I'm not... I, maybe the complication is how you can demand to test for, or perhaps yeah. it's, uh, you know, can you have a rule? But I would think that any company that has a rule now with regard to uh, testing for alcohol could simply make it a test for marijuana. Great. Brain-dead stoners driving, walking, add this to the rest of stupid society. Lucky us. But let me stop you there. The legalization of marijuana is not going to, in my mind, cause a whole bunch of people to smoke marijuana and then get in the car and drive. You'd be surprised probably to learn how many people are already driving under the influence. I don't think there's a huge amount of people that are going to start using it on a daily, no. you know, addition, you know, more so. people. I think there there might be some people recreationally now, maybe on a Friday or Saturday night, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, you know, sitting around the fire pit, they, they might consider trying it. But sure. I don't think that we're going to see a, a I whole don't big either. rush on And nor that. has that been the experience in states uh, that have legalized yeah. it. And by the way, C-46 is the bill you want to keep an eye on yeah. because C-45 now waiting for royal assent and uh, then it's uh, waiting period. C-46 has been sent back and that's the one that deals with how police can enforce mm -hmm. uh, marijuana There's use. There's still questions about how they will because right. of, you know, what testing... The two, have, yeah. the two go hand in hand and they both need to be passed. Uh, some of your texts uh, come in, say, I bet companies will still have a zero tolerance for pot. Uh, someone says only work issue is medical marijuana. Uh, and then someone says it's more complicated than alcohol because there isn't medically prescribed alcohol. Uh, lots of people have drinks at lunch or after work, then drive back to work or home. Lots. Yeah, you're right. And sure. someone says, what happened to the liquid lunch? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that there's been tests done, and I, if I'm not mistaken, the University of Alberta had a hand in this as well, in which they tested people uh, for, is it THC they were yeah. testing for? And they determined that uh, there was individuals who tested positive for THC who would not actually consume marijuana as a result of secondhand. So that, therein lies maybe the complication when it comes to to work and testing and that kind of thing. Uh, Nathan on the phone this afternoon. Hey, Nathan. Hey, guys. Um, I, I think I'm going to answer uh, the question as to what the big deal is about marijuana in the workplace. And it's a lot like alcohol, like Andrew was saying, you know, people don't show up liquored up to work. Um, it's not that you've smoked marijuana or it's not that you've had uh, too much to drink. It's, it's how much is in your system. Mm. Um, 
so when it comes to marijuana and alcohol, uh, alcohol, when you go out for dinner and you have, you know, you, you and your wife or you and your husband go out for dinner, you have one glass of wine, maybe two if you're there for an extended period of time, uh, and you're pretty much safe to drive home from there. You know you're not going to blow over any sort of designated point. The problem with marijuana is that there's no known substance to deter impairment. Companies set their own sort of impairment level. I see. Um, somebody out there might be able to correct me, but I think companies like Suncor have a tolerance of, I believe, 15 nanograms uh, in your bloodstream, uh, whereas the company I work for, we have a tolerance of 40 nanograms. Huh. Uh, each companies are kind of basing that on whatever sort of medical evidence or whatever expert they've hired to say, no, this person is impaired at this point, this person is impaired at that point. If you have an employee uh, like we do who is has probably 5% body fat, the marijuana doesn't stay in their system very long. If you're someone like myself who's 250 pounds, it's going to stay in there for probably six weeks. So at what level do we start determining impairment? And that's what the big deal mm. is. Hmm. And that's on an individual basis by company, you're saying? Yeah, it's I, to the best of my knowledge, the Canadian model uh, for, for alcohol and drug testing does not stipulate. Um, it, it might give a recommended guideline, but it'd be up to the individual companies. Like There's companies out there, like we were saying, that people are texting in saying there's zero tolerance. Okay, well, that's a good baseline. Uh, others saying, well, no, we do have, what about medical marijuana? Okay, well, now we're talking about fit for duty. Will your doctor sign a letter saying that if you take this prescribed marijuana in this fashion, you will be safe to, to, to show up on the job site. Right? Hmm. That's, that's what this is all about. And as long as we can't determine impairment or what, what is deemed impaired with marijuana, um, it, it makes it extremely difficult to administer this for employers. It's going to be interesting, uh, you know, I'm thinking about like the staff Christmas party, for example. Sure. You know, where employers have no problem with their staff getting together drinking. Oftentimes they provide them with taxi chits because mm-hmm. they know they're going to be impaired and mm-hmm. can't drive. So they're yeah. condoning uh, impairment, right? So once this yeah. marijuana is legal, do you condone that as well? Like, can you have, can we all collectively go outside the the hall and have a joint well, and, and not have it impact already, our employment in any way? Huh? Exactly. You know, and, and that's really up to each individual company to, to sort of set their parameters on, on what they want to see. Um, because I, I'm heavily involved in this. I, I'm, I'm an occupational health and safety manager, so I'm, I'm overrun with this at work right now. Hmm. And right now I cannot find, from, from Victoria to PEI, I cannot find an expert that will tell me what is impaired because it, there's so many different factors. It's not hmm. like alcohol where you can say 0.08, you're legally impaired. Well, let me ask you this, and I'll upset some listeners by asking the question. But if you can't tell where impairment takes place, then wouldn't a company just default to zero tolerance? You could. Um, you, you could as a guideline. Uh, it's, but then again, you know, if, if, uh, if I'm coming, say we, on Friday I'm off work. After work I, I smoke up a big fatty, uh, relaxing in the hot tub, had a couple of beers, what have you. On Monday I show up to work. And I hadn't smoked anything in between. Mm-hmm. Am I impaired? There's going to be there's going to be marijuana in my system, mm. but am I impaired? What levels of because of, mm. of, of it stores in your fat cells, right? It's not like alcohol where it runs through your liver and, and poisons you and, and all that other stuff. Marijuana, the oil of it, the, the THC is stored in your fat cells. So if I haven't smoked a joint for two days, am I really still impaired? So yeah, let me ask you this. Uh, I, know, I know you just yeah. phoned in, but I, I find this conversation fascinating. So aside from putting a number on it for impairment. You definitely don't want your employees impaired at work, right? 
So there must be, I mean, there's roadside tests that the police do for alcohol and marijuana now. So, so uh, could a big company like a Suncor or, you know, one of these big companies say, fine, we're not going to, we're not going to test your blood or urine. We're just going to give you an impairment test. But I, I, I work with police officers um, in, in our in, in my capacity. I have well, not they're not active duty. They're two retired RCMP members, and even they're saying the 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 bounties are out there that they've spoken. I'm not making a blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Um, determining impairment, like you can you can tell somebody who's just smoked a, 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 some pot or, or what have you, um, you know, and you can see the, the glossy eyes, the, the bloodshot, what have you. There's there's obvious signs. But let's hypothetically say, let's go back to that original statement where I smoked that joint on Friday. Yeah. I show up to work on Monday. But now let's put me in a collision in an intersection where I'm deemed at fault. Hmm. Right? And let's say that with the new legislation, because it's a, an intersection, the RCMP, uh, say they just hypothetically smell marijuana. They want to do a, a field sobriety test. I pass. But that's not good enough. Now they want a urine sample. There's marijuana in my system, and they deem me impaired from that sample. But am I? That's that's fascinating. Well, that yeah. certainly answers the question, what's the this big is, deal? Yeah, that is the big deal. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have no idea. Like, I, I, I'm not trying to sound condescending this, but you have no idea how amazingly effed this whole thing is. Because it's not just marijuana. There's a product out there that I've only re- learned about recently because I'm not a, I'm not a dope user in any way. It's called Shatter, pure THC. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so... Where, where are we going to draw the lines? Marijuana used to be leafy green. That's it. You know, maybe some hash oil, maybe a hat, whatever. It was pretty pretty benign stuff in nature. Now, the spectrum of marijuana is so broad that it, it's almost, it's, it's, it's Pandora's box is open. You cannot put the genie back in the bottle, and there's too many options. Now we have medicinal marijuana. I could go on forever. Well, wait a second. As long as we're still going on, you must have, in your capacity with uh, occupational self and uh, safe, uh, health and safety, looked at, like, Colorado. or So what are they doing in states sure. now where it's legalized? Um, they're, they're standing on the back foot because they're, they're only be able to be reactive to this because when legislation like this takes place and it's so swift, and, and believe me when I tell you, Trudeau's only been in power for two years. That's fine. People think, oh, it's two years. That's plenty of time to do this. No, it is not. You need a solid decade at the minimum to bring this from zero to highway speed and to explore all the opportunities in between. <laughs> because when it's not just, we're not just looking at impaired driving. We're looking at impairment to work. We're looking at insurance companies. What's, what's it, okay, WCB premiums are going to go up. What, what is the gamut of this? And two years is not enough time. You need five, ten years to roll this out, and break, especially a Western industrialized nation such as Canada, right? You, you just you're painting everything with a broad spectrum when it's it's not. There's very fine details that need to be worked out that just are not worked out yet. Like the legislation, the language in the legislation does not. It's it's talking about okay, you can grow a little bit of plants here. But you can't grow plants there. Therefore, you're, you're now you're illegal. You can smoke here, but you can't smoke there, right? What about medicinal? Can I can I can I smoke medicinal marijuana at work? Yeah. No, I can't. Right? But can I consume uh, uh, edible marijuana at work? And in what capacity at work? Am I a heavy equipment operator or am I a laborer? Or do you sit and talk on a uh, into a microphone all afternoon? Right? Like it's all. 
Yeah. Sorry, guys, if I'm going on. No, no, no it's fascinating. fascinated. Nathan, it's fascinating. Yeah. I no. could seriously talk about this for the next four hours straight. Probably drop a few F-bombs in the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's not frustrating on the employer's side. People think, well, what's the big deal? Give me give me the time. I will tell you. Bit by well, bit. I'll tell you what. I really appreciate the opportunity to be enlightened on this. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to say when I didn't know as much as I should know about it. So I really enjoyed this phone call. I appreciate you making it. Okay, guys. Nathan, thanks so much. It's uh, interesting. Obviously, he's called before because underneath there it says "Great Caller." Oh, really? Uh, so we've had wow. him. We've had Nathan on before. Mm. Let's uh, take a quick break here at two twenty-one. Uh, Derek, your phone call up next. <laughs> October seventeenth uh, is the day. Rather innocuous Jeez, Wednesday in October. October 17th. right around there. Something important. Oh, the comedy festival. We'll just be wrapping up when yeah, marijuana's good times. legal. Um, so that is the day that it's going to be uh, uh, legal. It was. Uh, it's been announced. We've been talking a little bit about it. And and thanks to Nathan for that mm-hmm. great call. Appreciate it. Derek's been on hold waiting. Hi, Derek. You wanted to talk about pot in the workplace. Oh, hi, folks. How are you guys? Good. good thanks. Hey, Andrea, you're right. Uh, you, I mean, a lot of you said people are scrambling. You don't know. I mean, I don't know why either, because it's basically the same uh, laws as alcohol apply in the workplaces as probably marijuana should. So it's just the same thing. Don't show up to, to work impaired. Yeah. Well, I think his point about health. it lasting in your body. Determining how, yeah, are yeah, you impaired are you or are you impaired not, or not impaired, okay, right? things I'm sure of, okay, uh, your previous caller said he was a, a big boy, and uh, he says the THC would last in, in his fat cells for six weeks if he was to go on a detox kind of program or something, and I, it, yeah. I think it'd be longer than that, hmm. from what I understand, it, it, heck, you could, if you're a chronic pot smoker, I think it can stay in yeah, you would think so, wouldn't for you? years. Yeah, and we all know that guy, right? I, I, I've got a friend who is on again, off again for two years at a time, but it doesn't seem to change any of his cognitive functioning. He just is a stoner. But these nano, the, 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 the I guess the, the parts per whatever in your in certain amount of blood, mm-hmm. I mean, that they test for, but for, as far as I can understand right now, uh, the issue is that I, I, I think the, the police have there's a detection device and much like a blower i guess for alcohol for road testing but uh, uh it can it can tell uh, whether you're impaired or not but but the thing is i guess what what the issue is is it can't tell when you mm-hmm. last like they want to break it down to where if you just had if you just inhaled uh, uh marijuana just recently so like within an hour or two so, Derek, here's, I just found this, and it says, in general, here's how long cannabis can be found in your system. For single use, up to eight days. For frequent use, up to 15 days. For regular use, up to 30 days. And for heavy use, 45 to 77 days. Wow. Yeah. So now hmm. we just have to yeah. determine at what level it's impairment. Yeah. Hmm. Derek, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. We've got lots of... Uh, oh, boy. Larry wants to talk to us here, too. Put Larry on hold, and I'll get to him. There we go. Hi, Larry. Hi, how are you? Good. What's going on, man? Well, hey, listen, I deliver now oil field supplies to 
nine different plants. I worked at uh, Christina Lake over the winter. Uh, what I'd like to see them implement is a swab test. That says whether you, you smoke 24 or 48 hours. Not how many nanonodes there are. I don't know. I can smoke four choice and be more sane than a guy who has three beer. Hmm. Or 30 beer, you know? <laughs> but with the swab test, it can tell whether you've smoked it recently. And that's what they have to do. Swap test. I thought it was going to be a saliva test of That's some sort, That's what I sort, thought it was too, going to be, yeah, too. I guess we'll find out, Larry. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Great to hear from you. It's uh, coming up to 228 on the 630 Ched uh, afternoon news. Yeah, they're saying, as a general guide, if you're a regular consumer of marijuana, the chances are THC will remain in your urine for even up to a month after stopping. Um, yeah. Hmm. Well, there it is. So I guess it's more complicated than I realized. Um, and speaking of complicated, uh, because uh, for our constant regular listeners who oftentimes will wonder during the course of the afternoon, having heard something yesterday and, and they want to follow up. So I'll just get it out of the way. Yes, I brought your converters for your trailer. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. So you can hook that bad boy I up. I do have a 250 thingy in my garage. Do you? I do. I went and looked at it. I actually nice. took a picture of it. I actually had to put the flashlight on my phone to see it because I have my glasses on. <laughs> but I do have a 250. It's in the garage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I suspect that means I'm going to have to turn other things off in my house that day. You won't have to. No? Okay. No, you won't have to. All so right. that's great. That'll but be if, a dedicated line. So that's great. Yeah, but yeah. thank you for that. appreciate it. And you brought me some little three-pronger... A four-prong hose. four-pronger uh, hose thing. Yeah, you're going to like that. In case you want to have a fountain feature during the... Uh, you want to have... No. You want the toilets to be able to flush, no. but have a fountain feature at the same time. No. Okay, well, it's there as a possibility. No, we just want to get it hooked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you Enough will. of the fancy business. <laughs> the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.